get it. Monday, April 13th, 2020. Born the Battle, brought to you by the Department of Veterans Affairs, the podcast that focuses on inspiring veteran stories and puts a highlight on important resources, offices, and benefits for our veterans. I am your host, Marine Corps veteran Tanner Iskra. Hope everyone had a great week outside of podcast land. Hope you're keeping track of what day it is. Uh, Hope you still have toilet paper. I'm like you. I can't wait for this to be over. My wife, I can guarantee she feels the same way as well because I've been growing this thing, growing this beard since about, I don't know, March 10th, I think. I don't do it often because I know she can't stand it. But to me, it's the one thing I can control right now. And if that's where the focus of our conversation currently is, she's not worrying about larger issues right now that she can't control. Uh, I say larger issues because she hasn't tamed the beard. Not yet anyways. Before we begin, uh, one quick admin note. I will continue to pass on all coronavirus information that comes from the VA, but I am suspending the weekly updates. Uh, unless it's an interview or something that warrants it. But for the most part, that info will be rolled up into our regular Monday releases. So if you haven't yet, hit the subscriber button, keep listening, and I'll keep my ear to the ground and pass on everything I see or hear. No reviews, couple ratings, uh, and I recently saw a great comment on Justin the Series blog from episode 188 on blogs.va.gov. This one is from Gary Son. I really enjoyed the podcast of Born the Battle. It was very informative and motivating. Keep up the good work. Um, I responded on the thread, but if you're listening, Gary, I want to tell you thank you, and I look forward to bringing you more episodes. Uh, and thank you for all the feedback and all the engagement and all the blogs on blogs.va.gov. And remember, the more you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on your podcatcher of choice, the better chance other veterans out in podcast land get a chance to listen in and hear not only these great stories, but the benefits breakdown episodes and the information provided up front in each episode. And before we get into news releases, I wanted to share a statement that was provided to me by the VA Loan Guarantee Service. If you remember, we did a great benefits breakdown with them on the VA Home Loan back in episode 150. Uh, They wanted to share that they are committed to keeping veterans and industry stakeholders safe while continuing the mission of the VA home loan program. If you have questions about utilizing your VA home loan benefit or are experiencing financial hardship due to COVID-19 or have questions about the specially adaptive housing program, please call 1-877-827-3702 to speak with a VA home loan representative Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, there's a lot of information out there right now concerning forbearances, 60-day foreclosure moratoriums, specialty adaptive housing benefit deliveries. If you call that number, 1-877-827-3702, the VA home loan reps will navigate you through all of that. Okay, got two news releases for you. First one says, for immediate release, VA appeals production at all-time highs. The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs VA Board of Veterans Appeals hit a production milestone on April 1st, issuing more than 52,000 decisions, which approximately is 15% more than the previous year. In light of COVID-19, the board has also expanded its virtual hearing capacity to hold about 250 virtual hearings per week. Virtual hearings at the board allow veterans who have proper technology to participate in their appeals hearings from the comfort of their own home instead of traveling to a VA facility. To learn more about the board, please visit www.bva.va.gov. 
cares.gov. Okay, and the second release deals with how the CARES Act affects the Department of Veterans Affairs. It says for immediate release, CARES Act helps VA boost protections for veterans. The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs has begun implementing the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, or CARES Act, signed into law March 27th to protect America's veterans. The CARES Act is best known as the law that is providing the $2.2 trillion in economic relief to Americans and has language critical to ensuring the safety of veterans. The bill contains important funding increases in support of VA's nationwide response to the challenge. This includes $17.2 billion, with a B, for the Veterans Health Administration, where money is already being used to hire new staff and make sure existing personnel have the resources they need to deal with the evolving needs of the pandemic. The funding has also been used to add beds, provide overtime pay, and purchase needed supplies such as ventilators, pharmaceuticals, and personal protective equipment. Other CARES Act benefits to veterans include in the fight against homelessness, increasing the amount to support the additional costs of aiding veterans in today's more difficult economic circumstances, expecting loan servicers to comply with all home loan-related provisions of the CARES Act, giving borrowers the right to loan forbearance upon request, and protecting against foreclosures, evictions, and adverse credit reporting. Again, that number that I stated earlier from the from the Loan Guarantee Service. During the COVID-19 emergency, servicers must also comply with all federal, state, and local requirements implementing to address the servicing of home loans. In the world of telehealth, uh, this means also allowing VA to enter into short-term agreements with telecommunications companies to deliver free or subsidized support for mental health services through a telehealth connection or VA's Video Connect service. Also with telehealth, working to ensure veterans participated in the HUD VA Supportive Housing Program, or HUD-VASH, have access to telehealth equipment. For state veterans' homes, uh, this means waiving a requirement that VA state homes maintain a 90% occupancy rate in order to receive federal benefits for times when veteran is not in the home. This change is to reflect the importance of social distancing, especially among the older veteran population. Uh, this also means permitting state veteran homes to admit more spouses of veterans and Gold Star parents. And finally, the CARES Act law allocates $150 million for emergency state veterans home construction and $2.15 billion for information technology. That's, that's a lot. There's a lot there. So last episode, I read off the press release that the VA Debt Management Center was suspending or extending debts that veterans have incurred with VA. Now, there are a myriad of reasons, and, and I do think that this center is a benefit for veterans, and I promise to break down the center at a later time. But for this benefits breakdown, I want to specifically break down how they are executing the president's directive to suspend or extend all VA debt collection due to coronavirus. So right now, you're going to hear from the VA Debt Management Center Director of Operations, Army Veteran Jason Hogue, and the Debt Management Center's overall director, Marine Corps Veteran Joseph Schmidt. See you on the other side. Joe, Jason, good to hear from you guys. Uh, thank you for joining me on a, on a, on a quick uh, benefits breakdown edition of Born the Battle. Well, thanks for having us. We're glad to be here. Um, so give me real quick, which one is Jason? Which one is Joe? Joe Schmidt, sounds like this. Yeah, hi, this is Jason. Gotcha. Get very good. Um, so you guys just got out of a, what, what was it, a, a virtual testimony to the House Armed Services Committee? Um, what did what, you guys just get out of? Yeah, earlier today we had the House Veteran Affairs Committee uh, Disability and Mortuary Affairs uh, Subcommittee ask us a few questions about 
what VA Debt Management Center is doing, uh, not only with ourselves, but with our partners across ABA and DHA in providing uh, COVID-19 relief uh, to veterans who are in receipt of VA overpayments and, you know, how we're working with them. Very good. What you guys? Uh, what did you guys talk about? What, what were some of the things that were covered? I think mostly they were asking questions about communication. Like, how are you communicating, much like we're doing today with you, with veterans across America, so that those veterans either are currently in receipt uh, of new overpayments or those who are currently have pre-existing accounts with the VA's debt management center, how are they being communicated with, and how is the message? Uh, we know that the Secretary of VA did a press release on April 3rd that went out to really the, the world, if you will. But what is VA Debt Management Center doing to really provide communication to veterans who need it? Got you. I was I was assuming that this was over the recent news release that I saw. In it, uh, I noticed that it talked about your office that you guys were suspending all debts, all debts, all veteran debts under the jurisdiction of the Treasury Department, and suspending collection action or extending repayment terms on pre-existing VA debts. Uh, now, a couple of days ago, that even the president was talking about this, right? Something, something to this effect. Uh, yes, he did. Um, last week on April 3rd, um, it was included in some of the comments um, for the department to use any authority to postpone debt collections. Um, and so, what we've done is ensured our actions are consistent with those consistent with those directives. And um, currently, we're suspending new and current debts. Um, but for existing debts, we feel it's important that we give the veteran a choice um, to determine one that they want to stay on collections or two, if they want to continue with the payment plan that they've asked us um, to respect, or if they want to change their payment plan up to a five-year payment plan. And so we think it's really important to respect what the veteran has chosen um, and for them to have an option in um, decision that they've already made. We're required by law to refer delinquent debts to Treasury when they're 120 days delinquent. And so... Uh, the department has transitioned a number of those to the treasury jurisdiction, but only while they're there, uh, there won't be any offsets of railroad retirement, OPM salary, Social Security, tax refunds. All those have stopped in order to provide that revenue stream to a veteran in need. And so that will continue to be stopped to a point in the future. It's really important to provide relief uh, to veterans at this time. We have a very... Um, very critical and very important a customer, not being a veteran. And so I think providing the relief to veterans is our number one priority at this time. Absolutely. Just got a couple questions for you um, concerning the news release. First, do they have to call to make any kind of uh, arrangement ahead of time, or is it just this is automatically suspended? New debts are automatically suspended. Uh, veterans' request to suspension or extension of payment plans will be honored at this time, and no evidence uh, of hardship is needed for us to do that. So for those uh, working with Veterans Benefits Administration, they have to contact the VA's Debt Management Center at 1-800-827-0648. And for those uh, with health care debts, veterans must contact Health Resource Center at 1-888-827-4817. Okay. But if they're in a current repayment plan, they have to work with us to call that phone number. So, so new debt, so new debts are automatically being done uh, to where there's no action needed. But for debts that are currently on the books, they they need to call that number to set that up. Correct? Is that what I'm hearing? That's correct. And to make that really clear for veterans, for those debts that are new, we're working with Veterans Benefits Administration. So when they send out letters, new letters of indebtedness, uh, it's very difficult to stop those. There'll be a fly 
flyer or an insert in there that really shares with them that there's nothing due at this time, that the follow-on actions that have to be followed will be on that flyer, and we're working those to get those out to all veterans with new deaths uh, very soon. Very good. If I could ex- just make another comment on that, you know, what we're really looking at is at the effect at the veterans' mailbox. So the reason that it's a stay-in collection for future debts is to prevent a veteran receiving a letter and providing, you know, some kind of anxiety for receiving that letter of a, of a, of a new overpayment being created. That's what we don't want to happen. We don't want a veteran that's in need to get a letter from the department saying that they owe money. So that's why the new ones are, are being suspended. Uh, for the old ones, again, the veterans would already know about it, and so they've already entered in the payment plan. We just want to be respectful of whether they want to continue what they've already chosen to do, or they want to change it, do they want to have a stand collection, do they want to do a payment plan over five years. And currently, we've suspended with a stand collection just over $10.5 million uh, for veterans that have opted for an adjusted repayment plan based upon their request. We're just under $4.5 million that we've um, put into extended repayment. Very good. Um, okay. So do veterans or, or do those that have debt with the VA, because it could be a family member, uh, I, I saw a couple, you, you mentioned one, but I saw a couple numbers on the press release. Do they, uh, is there a way to file online or how do they go and get this started? So there's two numbers on the press release. There's one for um, medical co-payments for a veteran receiving medical care that has a co-payment. Um, they would call the Veterans Health Administration um, to affect that. Um, and secondly, for debts that are VBA overpayments, they would call the other number that's on the uh, press release. Uh, Joe, before all this hit, uh, you and I have talked before, when all this settles down, would you and Jason mind coming to D.C. and doing a benefits breakdown episode, like a full benefits breakdown episode on your office? Uh, you know, you're the director of a pretty unique office. And after you and I talked, I think the way you uh, the way you approach your job, I think you approach your job in a pretty unique way. Yeah, I'd be honored uh, to do that. And I think Jason would be honored as well. We both come from a veteran uh, background. We are both, uh, he was an active duty Army and come active duty in U.S. Marine, retired. Yeah, we were And I think one of the the neat things about this is it allows us to bring our passions and our history. And I don't know what people really know about my background, but uh, I have a young son who, at the age of three, was diagnosed with uh, sagittal stenostosis, which was a narrowing of the skull. And without. Emergent and emergency surgery, uh, he would have died. And so it was about $1.3 million that set me back and put me in debt. And uh, luckily, I had agencies, uh, not the VA at the time, but others that came to my need and supported me in that. And so when I had an opportunity to come serve at the Department of Veterans Affairs Debt Management Center, uh, yeah, I took, uh, took that by the helm and it was really eager to come here and to help uh, veterans who are in need and who are indebted to the federal government find compassionate ways just like people worked with me to really get through uh, VA uh, overpayments. And so it's, it's something very passionate to me. It's, it's something that's very important to me. And I think over the last uh, year, as we've talked to uh, Tanner, it's, it's been very impactful for us to, to find new and meaningful ways with Congress, with VSOs, uh, with the, the administration, within VA, and with the Department of Treasury to add meaningful value uh, to those who are in, the, in overpayment status. The VA does a very good job on the medical side. I don't know of anybody that has any complaints. My primary care doctor is probably the best doctor I've ever had in my life. Oh, oh. Those are my friends. 
good patient of mine. He only comes once a week, but I do. I enjoy him. She really comes good. in special. Yes, early I in the do. Mornings. Early in the Just morning. For me. That's exactly why I choose VA. Choose VA today. Visit VA.gov. I want to thank both Mr. Schmidt and Mr. Hoke for coming on the show and give us an update on the recent news concerning their center. They're all the way up in Minnesota, and we look forward to having them on Born the Battle at a later date to break down the center's entire operation. This week's Born the Battle event of the week comes by way of the Heinz VA Medical Facility, and it is Navy veteran Thaddeus Ted Morosky. Ted was in the Navy from 1951 to 1955. Ted is 89 years old, and he started volunteering at the Heinz VA at the Spinal Injury Center in 2011. And he has a message for anybody that will hear it. So without further ado, here is Ted. This coronavirus has probably prevented you from doing something. Well, listen to this. That virus has prevented me from my most favorite avocation in my life. 89 years in my life. It's the greatest avocation I've ever had. I've been a volunteer over at the uh, VA hospital at Hines, Illinois for, in the spinal injury department. Been there for quite a few years. Spinal injury, that means everybody that I talk to is paralyzed. And over the years, some of us have gotten to be pretty good friends. This virus caused the VA to say, no volunteers are admitted in, so I can't do that. I can't do my public speaking about the VA and my experience in the, in the Navy. But here's what we can do. You don't have to listen to the whole 10 minutes of my usual talk. Just the last 30 seconds that I tell my audience, I'm gonna give you three life-directing tips that will serve you for the rest of your life. Tip number one, every day have some fun. Number two, do not waste time because time flies in like the snap of a finger. You're gonna be old and saying, where did all the time go? Tip number three is magic. Tip number three, do something really, really special for someone when you know that person can never, ever repay the favor. Ted Morosky, out. That entire message and that entire video at the Heinz VA Facebook page. Ted, thank you for those words of encouragement and thank you for your service, both back in the 1950s and now as a volunteer at the VA. That's it for this week's episode. If you yourself would like to nominate a Born the Battle Veteran of the Week, you can. Just email us at podcast at va.gov, include a short write-up, and let us know why you'd like to see him or her as the Born the Battle Veteran of the Week. If you like this podcast episode, hit the subscribe button. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, pretty much any podcasting app known to phone, a computer, tablet, or man. For more stories on veterans and veteran benefits, check out our website, blogs.va.gov, and follow the VA on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, RallyPoint, DEPT Vet Affairs, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. No matter the social media, you can always find us with that blue check mark. And as always, I'm reminded by people smarter than me to remind you that the Department of Veterans Affairs does not endorse or officially sanction any entities that may be discussed in this podcast, nor any media products or services they may provide. 
I say that because every week Born in the Battle will aim to go out with something a veteran artist made. Something. Could be a song, could be poetry, something made by veterans. If you're a veteran and would like to submit your music to the show, hit us up again that email podcast at va.gov and give us all the pertinent details and we'll use your art as our outro. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you right here next week. Take care.